we're just going to be talking about kind of what's been going on the past couple of weeks. We didn't really get one out last week, obviously. So we're going to kind of just be talking about the past two weeks, how we've been doing, uh, what we've been seeing, and kind of everything in that spectrum. But, I mean, here we are with our third episode. Yeah. Zave, how's it going? It's good, man. Muskies are tough, I'll tell you that. Yeah. It was good the first couple of weeks, and uh, well, last week I got one and you got one. Yep. But this actually this last weekend we uh, we zero fished. We didn't we didn't have one fish. It was tough. I fished uh, fourteen hour fifteen hours on Saturday. We had a couple get off, and then we had one right away that got off. Probably first ten fifteen minutes of casting, and then. You know, me and my client, we didn't see a fish for 13 and a half hours. I mean, it was it was slow. Then right at the end, we had one come up that was probably pushing 50 inches. I thought she was going to eat, but she never did. So it was, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking. I wish she would have gone, but she didn't. So, I mean, that's fishing. But other than that, it's been it's been tough. Yeah. I mean, it's I know a lot of guides, too. They're, they're struggling. Whether it's way up north or central Minnesota, I mean, it's, I think that that real warm spring really got the muskies screwed up. So, but all you can do is keep fishing and put time on the water. I mean, they, they got to go at some point. Yep. Hopefully it's not till the fall, you know. <laughs> I mean, usually the fall is always good, but hopefully they start going here soon. And I actually... Me and Nick were really looking forward to this last weekend because we had a full moon. It was actually a pink moon, and it's usually phenomenal. And, I mean, me and him went without a fish. Yep. We definitely had a couple opportunities. You know, bad days could have turned into great days, but in the end, there were bad days. Yeah. We had follows, but, you know, got to catch a fish. Yeah, and, I mean, that 50-inch probably made you want to stay out a couple more hours, but it was oh, kind of yeah. time to go. I would have fished till dark for sure, but my client, I could tell he was, he uh, definitely wanted to go. So if me and Nick were out there, we would have fished for another four hours till dark. I think we quit at about six o'clock, so. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the week before, not to go jump around, but the week before it was, we didn't think it'd be so as, I mean, it was decent, but it was definitely not as good as we really thought it would be compared to last weekend we thought we get more than zero fish. We thought we'd boat at least a couple fish each, yeah. hopefully. I mean, that was the goal. But. And, you know, we definitely could have. We yeah. had our opportunities. I had one first 10 minutes, like I said, and then we were actually trolling. And every every year I switch up brand new leaders and brand new line. And actually, we had one trolling open water. I mean, it was a big fish, you know, mid-40-inch fish for sure. And it actually snapped the leader. So that was something I've never seen before. So that was pretty heartbreaking after being out there for 14 hours. But try not to get too down about it and yeah. keep casting. Yep. You know, I mean, it just, it sucks, but it is what it is. It's not yeah. catching, it's fishing. I had a tough, tough day too. I mean, I started off the day. Uh, we were seeing follows right off the bat at 5 a.m. Really, it was really hard to see in that water because, I mean, it was cloudy and it was still dark yet, and we had some some wind, so the water was distorted, and really you could only see those fish unless they came up right up to the boat, right behind your lure. Yeah. And 
I had one that I could barely see. I couldn't even get a like guess as to how big it was. I just knew it was a muskie. Yeah, saw it follow. It's a decent up. fish. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <clears throat> but then, throughout the day, I was throwing up. That was when I was throwing a Poseidon, a white Poseidon, and I actually had it snap off. I had a brand new line too. I had some incident with my gear, where it just failed on me. I was pulling it through some weeds and snapped right off. So I moved on from that lure. Obviously, I didn't even have it anymore. So yeah. I had to move on to a top water. I know it's not like you're casting a top water; you can find it again. Yeah. You know you're casting a big rubber. It sinks yeah. down to the bottom. Yep, that was a goner. Especially when you're fishing deep, it's like, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I moved over a top water, and I called Dave. I was asking him how he was doing after an hour or whatever, and seeing what, asking what he was seeing, and kind of he wasn't seeing shit. But yeah, it was it was it was a slow day. For yeah, us you for didn't sure. you didn't see any fish really. And we were and we were casting mainly open water. Yeah. So a lot of times, if you see one, you know, odds are they're gonna go. But it was yeah. it was tough, man. Yeah. It was it was a long day, fifteen hours, and it was fourteen fifteen hours. It was it was slow. Yeah, we we had probably you no, know, we had eleven follows, uh, and I actually had two bites and one that I think was gonna be a bite. So I was on that top water, yeah, and that's crazy, man. I the first first fish I thought was gonna go was like a probably a forty three inch fish from that range, and I had it coming in hot behind my top water. There was a wake and everything, and we've been casting by these loons, and they have a little baby with them, and we've kind of been watching them for the past all since opening. Yeah, well, They've you know, been that's out there. like we said on our last one too. If there's loons feeding, you know, there's bait fish in the yep. area. Yeah, you know, cast by the birds. Yeah. But it didn't really pay out that way because, I mean, like I said, we've been watching these loons for however many weeks, and they had a little baby, and it's been growing up. We've kind of been watching it grow up quick, and I was casting my top water probably about 15 feet away from them, and they kind of all went under at once because they were spooked by the bait. And then all of a sudden, I get it up to the boat, and there's a, that fish following me, that 43-inch fish, and then there's a loon right behind it, scared off the muskie was trying to defend off its baby i don't know if it thought the top water was the baby or if it just was doing its job and whatever but god that really sucked i thought that fish was gonna go definitely a first experience yeah i've never even heard of that that's it sucked you know it's kind of cool but obviously i was not much rather catch the muskie (laughs) but it's like it's it's crazy you know a 12 inch loon can scare off a 40 little 40 inch fish oh know? yeah and, it's, and i don't know if the fish even saw it you know i mean it could have just yeah. just felt something behind it yeah that's off, weird but their lateral lines yeah. you know but, and i've heard yeah. those those loons will actually they'll they'll stab their beak as far as they can and whatever it's trying to fight off whether it's another bird or maybe a muskie yeah. i mean whatever it is or even a muskie you know they don't want to get stabbed yeah i mean that side, probably doesn't feel know, good no i mean and for that you know it was a nice muskie but for that small of a fish it can't eat a you know a mature loon yeah i mean it can try but it's not going to get very far no. you know yeah and but. then probably about an hour or so later <laughs> i had one eat actually it was right after that fish i had one that ate my top water and I just didn't get hooks in it. Probably had a little premature hook set. But that was a smaller fish. Too. Yeah, and then I actually casted right back where it blew up and followed me all the way back in again. And then it kind of just probably didn't like the hooks hitting them in the face. So I'm sure you want to eat yeah, it Yeah, exactly. Do the so, old musky disappear. Yep. You know, you'd, 
smallest have them fish three on the times day. in a figure eight, and then all of a sudden they just slowly go down yeah. until they're gone. And a lot of times you can cast everything in your box back at that fish, but if they know you're there, they ain't gonna bite. And that's like we said before, like a pike will dart off, but a muskie. They're not going to dart off if they know you're there. They'll just slowly disappear. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, they it's just see really a shadow. Nuts. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it was probably the smallest fish on the day. And then we also had, uh, I had one come up in open water and just drill my trilogy, uh, whatever you want to call it, blades, zen, line, spinnerbait yeah. deal. Drilled me, came up from the depths last minute, just like a rocket, smoked me. And I set the hook as hard as I could backwards. Back into the fish. Yeah, and it looked like it only got the skirt, but I really don't know. I tried to look as hard as I can, but, you know, in that moment, everything's kind of a blur. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing to get better at is trying to slow down what's going on in the moment. I mean, that keeps you as calm as you can. Yeah. It's definitely not easy, but tough day. Could wish I could go back and change some things. Actually... I could I I really did think maybe my hooks weren't sharp enough because that lure had two fish or no not that lure but two lures of mine didn't catch yeah, fish. Yeah, didn't that lure have a few pike and then you yeah. got that musky the opener on it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like you know you're not casting into rocks, but I mean no. fish dull hooks. Mm-hmm. Even casting it, you know it's. I try to sharpen the lure on. I try to sharpen the lure every time before I cast a bait, but. You know, you're not thinking or whatever. And even new lures, actually, Doug Wagner, um, he sharpens even the new lures. Because yeah. they have that little bit of edge on them, and he wants to get them that extra sharpness, which is, yep. you know, I understand it. I mean, that's what I do, too. I don't. I wish I would. Yeah. You know. The next day, I actually just went and sharpened every lure in my tackle box that I know I use pretty, mm-hmm. at least at the moment. But throughout yeah. time, I'll definitely try and get every hook in that box sharp. And, and, you know, a lot of people think spring is not a good time to cast top water because it's cooler weather. Well, not this year, but every other spring it's cooler water. Don't cast top water. Well, right now you got baby loons, you got baby ducks, you got baby geese, really baby everything. Everything's giving birth right now yep. in wildlife. You got a little thing swimming across the water. I mean, muskies will chomp that. I've actually, my buddy was way up north and he actually got a 53 and a quarter yep which was you know nuts that's a big I mean, fish that's, that's a fish of a lifetime right there for sure and he was actually casting a top water and uh he actually watched it behind his lure for about 20 30 yards out in front of his cast and it was a it was a plopper bait so if you don't know what that is it's just like a basically a stick bait with a little spinny thing on the end like a little buzzer yeah chops the water makes a noise yeah kind of makes a plopping noise and i was falling on 20 yards out or whatever and freaking just smoked it Mm -hmm. you know and then they got it in the net and it was 53 and a quarter yep i mean just phenomenal fish and that was on that pink moon full moon so that's why i think your you know your best chance catching the biggest fish is on on that full moon yep and when we were casting for 13 and a half hours, I f- we finally had that follow at the end, and that was the biggest fish I've seen on the lake. I mean, it, I say easily 50. I mean, it could have been 52. I mean, it was it was a giant muskie, and he came up hot like he was going to eat, and he never did. I mean, it was just weird. I was waiting for him. You know, I was waiting to feel it, and he just did the old muskie sink down. 
you know, <laughs> all of a sudden they're kind of slowly going down and they're gone. And I, we don't, we were only fishing for another 15 minutes after that. And I was grabbing every lure out of my box, casting back at that fish and we never had them come up again. And that pretty much never works. No. You know, I mean, you gotta come one back in every hours. Yeah. <laughs> gotta give it some time yeah. if it even, if you want it to potentially work. But I could tell, you know, my client, he was ready to go. So I was like, we're just going to sit here for 10 minutes. We're going to cast everything at this fish and, yeah. you know, hopefully he would go. He never did. You know, and oh. I, I could kind of say he wasn't gonna, but you might as well try. You know, you don't know. With our follows, we uh, a lot of times we'll go back on those fish a couple hours later, yeah. or at least an hour. We try to give it to and go if, back on that fish. It's like a minor two. Mm-hmm. So if you're, it, it can be as long as 10 minutes, or it can be three hours. You know, if you, if you have a fish follow out of the minor, your best odds of catching that fish is if you come back in a minor or a major. You know, you can't come back on that fish in five minutes and expect it to bite. But if you say you have a follow at 350 and the miner's at 4 o'clock, you want to come out back on that fish at 4 o'clock. That's your best chance of that fish yeah. eating. And it probably works 10% of the time, but that's 10% of the time you can catch a muskie. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's not great odds, but it's it's better than nothing. Yeah. and It's, it's tough. Muskies are just unbelievable. It is it has been they tough. Just, they're, a, they're a fish like no other, and that, that's what makes me and Nick fish for them. You know, I mean, it's just it's nothing like catching a bass, nothing like catching a walleye. It's just a whole nother level because it just, I mean, me and Nick definitely, we've had sleepless nights sometimes. You know, you wake uh, up dreaming about the muskie you just missed, you know, and there's nothing <laughs> you can do about it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, we I both had that. Me. It's like, yeah dang it maybe if i would have done this different well you can't go back on it so you just got to look from your past and and then you know execute on the future yep you know it's it's tough that's right is yep and the weekend before we got two fish to kind of jump into that so i actually was casting that white poseidon that i lost and uh i wait yeah that that was what i was casting all that the whole day on that weekend saturday two Saturdays, Saturdays ago, and I had 15 follows, and it was it was a pretty hectic day. I mean, we could have got two fish in the boat. My girlfriend, Abby, actually had one get off by the boat, and that was probably a high 30-inch fish. I got a 38-incher, and it was on that white Poseidon, and most of the follows came on that white Poseidon. So it was a, it was a pretty good day, I mean, for seeing fish at least, and we still got one in the boat, but... Overall, good day. Yeah, you exactly. A muskie in the boat, it's a good day. Yep. You know. Yeah, and back to that couple weekends ago, too. We uh, we didn't see anything for about two hours in the morning. We got on the lake about 5 o'clock, and uh, we didn't see anything to about that 7, 7.30-inch range. And then my buddy, or client buddy, you know, he was, he was a good buddy of mine in high school. He was casting, he was telling a story, and he set his rod down and tell that story, and his lure came floating up, and there was this high 40-inch fish, you know, came up after it. Well, by the time that happens, the fish knows you're there, and he didn't eat. So that was that was pretty disappointing. We just, we fished another little point that I've raised fish on, didn't see anything. We came back to that same point, and uh, he was just kind of sitting down, you know, taking a little break, and I was casting Medusa, and I had a fish follow in. Kind of took a swipe of my lure, not really, you know, like he wanted to eat it, but just more scaring it away. 
And he followed me around probably four or five times in the eight. And then, so my buddy had that Dick Pearson grinder, my favorite lure, um, that big spinner bait, you know, cast back. It came on him, probably followed him two, three times in the figure eight and smoked it right by the boat. And it was a 40-inch fish. It's his first figure eight fish. So, I mean, it was, that made it a great day right there. Oh, yeah, And then sure. we probably had eight, ten follows after that. Nothing super aggressive. They were pretty lazy, you know, and by lazy mm-hmm. I mean two, three feet behind the bait or two, three feet under the bait. There was nothing, you know, close to the bait like they wanted to eat, but... You know, them follows, that's what keep you keeps you casting. Because you get a follow, you're ready to cast for another, you know, 10 hours. Yeah. You know, it just keeps you alive. It's like an energy drink. Yeah. You know, you drink an energy drink, it keeps you going. You see a follow, it's even more than an energy drink. Because you're like, dang, there is muskies out on this lake. Gets the adrenaline you know, going. It does, for sure. And uh, at the same time, follows kind of piss you off. Because it's like, what did I do wrong? Why didn't that fish eat? But sometimes they're just curious. They're very curious fish. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they'll come up to anything. You could throw a two by four out there, and you'd have a follow on it. You know what? <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's muskies, man. I mean, they are just—they're an awesome fish. I don't know how else to explain it. We had our buddy Mason Roos out there this last weekend. Yep. And he's—he fished quite a bit with me last fall, and he caught a few on uh, sucker minnows, and he's hooked. You know, awesome, great guy. And so we're going to do a lot of fishing with him this year, and we'll probably bring him on the podcast here soon. Yeah, definitely. He's a good guy. Yeah. Likes to fish. Yeah. We're actually, we're making a trip here July 23rd through the 30th on the full moon, fishing a pretty big lake up north. So we're going to do a lot of trolling out there. It's mainly a trolling lake and see if we can't boat a couple. Yep. And I'll be doing some casting too during those majors and minors. For the most part definitely trolling i uh, got we went there last year actually and i got nicer fish 46 inch trolling it was a really tough week it was my only fish i got in the boat out of seven days of fishing mm-hmm. i mean if you want to hear how tough that is i mean 12 hour days for seven days straight and one fish granted it was a water body of water we've never fished before but and we we've learned a lot and you, know. you caught you caught seven or Seven or eight little guys. Yeah. They were all sub 40 30 inch. 35 inch fish. They were tiny, but they yeah. are definitely going to be bigger this year, and that's something yeah. I look forward to. And that was more, you know, and usually we would go to Canada, but uh, you have to get a vaccine. It's sounding like by the end of the year, and uh, I don't know about you, Nick, but I will never get one. No, so let's I just put that out there right now. But uh, um, so we're fishing that same lake again this year, and we may never be to Canada again. Uh, yes, it's it going AWOL up there. But yeah. that body of water is pretty phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. The best oh. in the world for muskies. Yeah. I mean, it is it is a blast up there. But I'll fish a lot of other lakes before I get the vaccine. <laughs> I'm with you there, buddy. But, yeah, that'll be a fun trip. A lot of, a lot of fishing. There'll be a lot of fishing in there. And uh, this weekend coming up. It's the 4th of July, so happy 4th of July to everybody. Uh, hope you have a good, safe weekend. Um, I'm going to get on the water Friday night. Actually, we have Friday off work, so I'll, I'll probably be out there in the morning Friday. And then I'll take a break around noon, probably train my dog a little bit, and then get back out on the water that night, Friday night. 
I'll probably be about maybe an hour and a half, two hours north. Yeah. It's been a it's been a pretty good lake to me in the past. This year I've hit it once, and uh, I had some follows. It was it was probably my toughest weekend follows wise and catching fish wise. It was uh, I put in like I'd say fourteen hours on that lake this year, and I've seen four fish. So I mean it's nothing great, but it could turn on at any moment. And I got my personal best out on that lake, so I think I'll be out there this weekend. And then Saturday, I'm going to try and get out as well and see how that goes. I don't really know exactly where I'll be going. Kind of whatever, wherever the wind takes me that day, I'll be out there casting in the morning. And then I'll probably, probably hang out with the family for the rest of the weekend and get out Monday for sure. So definitely going to have three days of fishing. I'm going to shoot for that and hopefully boat some fish this weekend. Yeah. The weather's looking hot, high, high skies. Um uh, straight sun so all i can hope for now is some wind and some muskies in the boat <laughs> that's another thing uh talking about high skies and calm sunny days yep. josh Provoski is a guide owner in vermilion he's won a couple uh pmtt's and his biggest thing if it's high and if there's high skies and sunny you're casting rubber and the only time you're taking off that bait is if you're switching a different rubber Yep. You know, and I'm talking like Medusas, tube jigs, bulldogs, swimming, swimming dogs, Poseidons, you know, rubber. Yep. You know, you want to get down in them weeds and you got to rip by that fish. That's where a bucktail, the fish are going, cast a bucktail. Because yep. you're going to have a lot of follows, you're going to have a lot of strikes on that bucktail. You know, but if they're not going, you need something ripping by that fish's face. He's not going to come up 10 feet and eat. I mean, you need something ripping six inches by that fish, kind of like a reaction bite, yep. you know. And you can do that all day. And like me and Nick, we actually went out to a lake. We got rained out on Monday. We fished nine hours, about eight nine hours, I would say. Yep. And uh, I was casting rubber the whole time, and Nick was casting blades, and we didn't see a fish. You know, it's obviously not going to work every time, but if it's sunny and calm, cast rubber. And I'm not saying if it's cloudy and windy, don't cast rubber. Yeah. You know, I mean, you got to try different things. There's Unless the person in the front is seeing fish on blades, that's the only reason why the person in the back should be fishing blades. Whether it's a spinnerbait, bulldog, you know, eagle tail, anything like that. Otherwise, switch it up. You know, if the front person's casting blades, cast a rubber. You yeah. know, vice versa with any lure. Don't cast the same bait right as you start hitting the water. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, you got to try different things with these fish. Yeah. You got to I mean, see what they're going on. You got to see what they're following. If he, if he's having a lot of follows on a double eight uh, bucktail, I'll maybe be casting eagle tail, single blade eight. You know, you got to see what them fish are going on. You know, he's having follows. Yeah, follows are great, but they're not bites. So maybe cast the same type of bait, just a little different. Instead of a double blade, cast a single blade. Yeah, I I mean, we both have our PBs on rubber baits to yeah. emphasize yeah. how great rubber, rubber baits are. Yeah. And I got mine on a high sunny day, and you got yours on a cloudy, yeah. choppy, cloudy rainy day. day. Yep. I mean, we actually ended up with five fish that day. Yeah. So it was a pretty phenomenal day. Uh, yeah. Three of them were on suckers, and two were on casting. So it was, it was, it was a good, good day. Yeah. But to put it in perspective... 
I got my biggest fish on a rubber, high skies, barely any wind, and you got yours on probably one of the windier days of the year, and it was really crappy out. Yeah. So it goes to show these fish have no tendencies. You can't yeah. you can't bank on tendencies or patterns. They do whatever they want, yeah. and you can't whenever ever figure want. that fish out, no matter how many years you fish them, it's how nuts, many hours man. you put on the it's water. Nuts. It just I know I know a guide. He's been guiding for the last twenty years, and he's went uh, six days without a fish. His longest time he's ever went without a muskie, and it's because of that hot snap. I mean, it's just it's unbelievable. These fish just are not going right now. I mean, you got to go out there, and you can't you can't cast or troll for two hours and think you're gonna catch one. You got to put sixteen hours on the water, and hopefully you get an opportunity. And that's not even catching one. Hopefully you get a bite. You couldn't even you know? put a time limit on it either. No. I mean, you just no. you just got to be out there every chance you can. Sunday, I actually went with this guy. He's a guide. Um, and we did a lot of open water trolling. We marked probably 20 to 25 muskies, but none of them ate. I mean, they just have lockjaw. It's unbelievable. Um, and all we, I probably put in about 25 hours this weekend. 12 of them are with a guide, and 13 to 14 was uh, with me and my client, and it was it was tough. Zero fish in the boat, had a couple of opportunities, but didn't capitalize. And it was, a, it was a tough weekend, but they got to turn on at some point, and I'm going to keep hitting the water until they do. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can do is put your time on the water. I mean, we're waiting for them to go. One of these days they're going to start snapping, and hopefully they keep snapping, but... And you but, don't want to be sitting at home when they are. Exactly. You, know? you want to get out casting, trolling, whatever you're going to be doing. As soon as you get the time to do it. Every time we're off work, I know we're out there. Yep. Unless something family's going on. It's about the only time I'll take away from the water is if it's something I necessarily have to be at. But, yeah. I mean, we're gonna. I'm going to hit it hard this weekend. And get at least, hopefully, around 30-something hours on the lake. And you're going to be going out to South Dakota this weekend, actually. Yeah, yep. And I don't, we'll probably be more doing more walleye fishing than muskie fishing. But I know my dad will be out muskie fishing for sure. And <coughs> hopefully we can, he can boat some fish. Yeah. We'll see how it is. You know, it's, it's muskies. I know a lot of people have actually been hitting South Dakota pretty hard from like Minnesota and Wisconsin. So that's, uh, that's tough to see. But it's 100% catch and release out there, so... The only time a muskie should die legally would be like rough handling a fish, you know. Yeah. But obviously, there's people out there that'll spear muskies, and that sucks. But yeah, that's kind of something we've been talking about recently. Yeah. So. And it's you can't get away from it. Yeah. Every muskie lake, there's people out there spearing muskies, thinking they're eating their walleye or crappie. Yeah. You know, no, they're out for cisco and sucker. And yeah, perch. we talked to some walleye you know? guy at the access actually, and he was it was at the lake we were fishing this Monday, and he. He was asking how he did or whatever, and we were telling him we were musky fishing, and he was walleye fishing, and he he really didn't seem to like the musky being in the lake. I mean, he said they're an invasive species, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that they shouldn't be planted in the lake. No, that's zebra mussels, bud, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> some people, you just, you know. you'll never be able to change their mind because they're no. so fixated on their own opinion. They don't really want to listen to you. Try to explain them how it actually works, but you know, 
hopefully sometimes you can get through to some of those guys. Yeah. Seems like you never can, but you might as well try. Just exactly. like casting for a muskie, you might as well fucking try. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of funny to talk to them guys, too. I mean, it's it's just funny to hear what they got to say about mm-hmm. them and everything. And, and you learn something from them, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, actually, the guy was saying how he was telling us some... He was telling me some spots about uh, what's good in the spring and fall, and I was, yeah. I was like, "Well, thank you, but yeah, I, you don't like the muskies, so yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna listen to you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He tells but, us where all the carp are. <laughs> yeah, exactly where the walleyes aren't. It is what it is. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, have a fun, safe weekend. Yeah, and hopefully have you can get on the water. And, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yeah, have a good one.